0: Kia you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your kind of host today, Compass, and I use they, them pronouns, and I'm here with... Emlyn, I also use they, them pronouns. Um, and... I'm... Oh, sorry. I'm
1: uh, Neo or Cad, and I also use they, them pronouns.
0: Yes, we love to see it. Um, I, I always feel a little bit weird doing the, I'm your host for today, because I'm like, all of us are kind of, like, I, I'd say I probably do, like the most episodes but I'm like it feels weird to call myself a host but you're such a good host Compass (laughs) yeah thank you hospitality (laughs) is my calling um yeah but um I will have to like workshop an intro that's we've got a a group chat on Facebook so I'll just be like somebody give me a new intro so that we can do that
1: I think we need a jingle to go with it yes oh gosh
2: yeah oh gosh please (laughs) the Compass intro jingle let's (laughs) go (laughs)
0: So like, instead of me introducing myself, I just play a song. <laughs> and then like everybody else just has to do a, like a normal greeting. It's just I like, think that's I, the way it should go. I've <laughs> sure. it. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Anyway, so today we're gonna to be talking about being non-binary because on the 14th of July it is non-binary awareness day. And it's non-binary awareness week, the the week around it. Um, and Emlyn and I, we recorded a non-binary episode last year, probably yeah. like a little over a year ago now. Mm. So I'm kind of hyped to see how much we've changed.
2: <laughs> because yeah, we can we can go back and revisit it and yeah. be like, oh, why did I say that? Why did yeah. I say that? I'm
0: like, this episode is just going to be us listening to the other episode and having <laughs> like, commentary. It's but like I those remember fan that-
1: fictions where like Harry <laughs> Potter characters read their Harry Potter
0: books. Oh, oh god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 3000 words. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember last year I I did a whole thing about talking about why I didn't wear a binder even though I'd never worn a binder and now I like can't leave the house without wearing one, which is very interesting. That's growth. That's on not realizing that you have dysphoria until it's gone. Um, yeah. That's the real tea. <laughs> that is the real tea. Um, so we kind of came up with a couple of questions because I guess it's kind of hard to come up with questions when it's about your own identity. And it's not like... I, Because I feel like we're we're experts on ourselves sometimes. In I'm some not ways. so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown about yourself, you know. Yeah, but I guess a fun place to start is doing a story time of like talking about your gender identity and however it feels comfortable to talk about it. And then sort of like your journey to getting to that place. Is anybody, put, put your hand up if you want to go first. <laughs> I can go first. I uh, Oh my gosh, Emlyn. Feel... Yes, Emlyn. Yeah. <laughs> Emlyn actually put the hand up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you said to put your hand up. I'm going to follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good noodle, okay? Oh yeah, my gold star. <laughs> a plus citizen. You. Yeah. Okay, take it away, Emlyn. Okay, uh, so my non-binary journey. <laughs> um, I actually uh, started questioning my gender when I was around 14. Um, I had come out as bisexual a couple of years earlier, and that was pretty chill. Um, but I had always felt kind of like, ugh, about my body and wore, like, baggy clothes and, like, was the stereotypical, like, tomboy as a kid. Um, and when I was around 14, I was just like trolling through blogs on the internet and I found the word non-binary and I was like, oh, what is that? And I looked it up and it was like something like clicked in my brain and I was like, oh, that's me. And then the immediate, oh, oh no, this is going to be difficult. I
0: feel like everything <laughs> happens when you're 14, but like in a very stressful way yeah, of like it's, it's you realize stuff about yourself and you're just like, I don't want this to happen.
2: <laughs> You just want everyone to stop looking at you, but it feels like you know everything is just happening around you. So I,
0: I feel like I was the the both of those like the two ends of the spectrum i was like don't look at me and then it was like please give me attention yeah
2: absolutely <laughs> so so yeah in the midst of all of that like teenage angst i was you know uh coming to terms with my gender stuff uh for about like three months i kind of ignored it i was like mm, i don't want to think about that but then i finally was like okay no i probably should think about this um i vividly remember my first time trying to like alter my parents to like Kind of pass as more masculine, um, and I bound my chest with a scarf, which Ooh. was like <laughs> not great. So just
0: a just a shout out. Please don't bind your chest with anything <laughs> yeah. that isn't a binder or like trans tape. Yeah. don't it's really bad for your ribs <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah I, I can attest because years of binding methly have left me with uh, breathing problems which is the most fun um, love it but yeah it was it was just for like just so I could like take photos in my bathroom at home um, but yeah I put like a scarf on my chest and like a hat because I had long hair on, so I like was trying to like make it look like I had short hair. I Ooh, looked myself there, and I was "You did like, this like the the she's me.
0: the man treatment?" Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. I was like fully like, "Give me the mustache, let me go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I came out as gender fluid because at that time um, I felt very strongly. Like some days I'd feel more masculine, and some days I'd feel more feminine. Like my gender presentation was a lot more. Like, even though I was identifying as non-binary, it still felt quite binary in terms of, like, (laughs) I would flip rapidly between the two. Um, I had pretty bad dysphoria when I felt masculine, um, so that was not very fun. Uh, But, yeah. um, To nowadays, like, I have moved... I don't want to say, like, moved on. I've I've kind of, like, evolved in how I see myself and now my gender identity is... I just kind of go by non-binary. I don't feel the need to put another label on it, like gender fluid or like agender or whatever. My gender is just like, eh. it's there. It's a thing, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a little blob sitting in the corner and it doesn't really have a good shape, but it's there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that. Uh,
0: do you want to go next Kat? Sure. I will. Um,
1: same hat, emmon My story is pretty similar. Um, Except I started a year earlier, take that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, Being it's not a competition. <laughs> exactly. Excuse <laughs> you, it is a competition and I am winning. <laughs> um, we so. really should get stickers. <laughs> First place, second place. Um <laughs> wow. so yeah, so Ooh. I was 13 and I also was trolling the interwebs when I discovered non-binary identities and other gender stuff. Um... And I, I I, sort of one day was like, huh, you know, I think that's me. And then suddenly I texted a friend. I was like, hey, I think I'm gender fluid because I identified with that label at the time. And they were like, yeah, I think I, think I am too. Oh,
2: so we dear. both
1: came out to each <laughs> other at the same time. <laughs> um, and then, And then over the years, I think I just started caring less about the label. Um, Mm. and now I'm just non-binary because I also don't care to look at it any deeper. Um, At first, I did have a fair amount of dysphoria, but then once I sort of accepted that... This sounds really cheesy, but I sort of accepted myself and like Mm. my own gender, and then it sort of faded a little bit, but it's coming back, so I have ordered a
0: binder. Mm. Um, I feel like dysphoria is definitely one of those like strange things because they get it gets super like centered within like non-binary and trans narratives um even though like they're like some people don't have dysphoria at all and people have dysphoria about different things and it's like if dysphoria like ebbs and flows or changes over time like that's still like a part of your experience totally
2: yeah, I definitely don't feel dysphoric in the same way that I did when I was younger. Like, I used to feel super dysphoric about my chest. I would, like, hate my chest so much. Now I'm like, titties, woo! <laughs> Let's go. I have them. it's great. Yeah, same, actually. Um, so, and- but it, like, manifests in different ways for me now, yeah. I, I reckon.
1: Yeah, so my... Uh, we said before that we'd talk a little bit, like, what our gender is. My gender is, like, my gender, I think, is influenced by my my terrible, terrible brain stuff, um, which I've talked about on Speak Out before. Yeah, you can go check that out. <laughs> go listen to the schizophrenia episode. Yeah. Um, and I think plug. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, my gender is is like a little. It's like a teddy bear. I think like soft
0: and cuddly. I can totally see that though. <laughs> you're very you're very cuddly. Oh, pretty okay. yeah. <laughs> like so bad. <laughs> yep, that's me. Oh, I love that. Compost, yeah, Compost. I guess. Dad. Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm in the hot seat. I, I wanna come first, I wanna win. <laughs> um Yeah. Um, I guess my journey has been kind of weird. I guess the same with you, like the the first label I ever really heard about wasn't non-binary it was gender fluid and I didn't identify with that at all so I guess it took me a little longer to be able to find something that I was like yeah this is me because I I never had that feeling of like that I was I, I never really felt connected to womanhood or to manhood in any way and I still don't and even as a, a little kid i was never really connected to them i i think i we talked about this in the episode last year of my childhood stories <laughs> of me being like this is not for me of like my mom <laughs> having to cut me a really short bob because i didn't want to look like a girl and i didn't want to look like a boy and then also like i'm not sure if i shared this one on speak out before but when i was probably about like 5 or 6 we went on holiday and um they forgot, like, the girl togs, so I got to wear boy togs. And to this day, I think that was the happiest I've ever been because I got to wear them. Um, it was like a little baby gender euphoria. <laughs> it's like, we're thriving. Um, but I guess, like, I didn't really learn what being non-binary meant for me until probably a bit later, probably until I was, like, 15 or 16. And Does this feeling- mean I'm the winner? Yeah, yeah you win okay <laughs> stop it stop rubbing it in I wanted to win so bad um but it was sort of I guess it was that thing of I feel like I do have quite a common experience but it wasn't an experience that people around me were having it was like I didn't see my experience until I went on the internet and saw other people um because I definitely I feel like my my gender is very like it's baseline masculine with, like, feminine on top of, like, mm. I want my, my body to be masculine and then the stuff I wear to be feminine and then the end result to be androgynous. Like, that's what I go for. Um, nice. And I guess I've, like, always felt a little bit unbalanced because I'm, like, it's all just a little too feminine and it's, like, the wrong way around and everything. It's not it's not my vibe. I don't like it. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I guess it's... I think over time as well, I've started caring less about labels as well. If I feel super comfortable just saying I'm non-binary and not being like having to, to find another label to put on it, just because I feel like those smaller labels are really useful to for finding community, but they weren't super useful for me for understanding myself. And I guess saying non-binary is a big umbrella term, Um, gives me a lot more freedom to like change over time and explore different like facets of myself and oh my god this this episode is gonna be so cheesy
2: <laughs> oh
0: my gosh are you saying have we considered episode, that
2: we're yeah. yeah have we considered we're just cheesy people yeah oh my gosh like, vegan you, cheese
0: <laughs> i think every episode <laughs> that's a, is that's cheesy. gonna be the title of this episode vegan is cheese, vegan cheese. <laughs> 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 like in brackets brackets vegan cheese <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> oh yeah
2: yeah. In regards to the label stuff, I definitely feel like labels were a really helpful tool to use while I was still going to terms with my gender. But now um, I've kind of rooted through the toolbox and I don't really need it anymore. Like, everything's fixed up. It's all goods. So that's, I just kind of, like, chucked them away. That's
1: such a good metaphor. Yeah. I also feel like Compass does that I don't need the label to be, like, the, the non-binary label as it's kind of... It's used in his umbrella term, and it's also sort of non-specific, so it also Mm. gives me that freedom to, like, if my gender changes a little bit, or if it fluctuates from day to day, that's okay, because it's still all contained in this one label.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the, the, like, non-binary is a big, like, it's a a baggy jumper that's comfy all the time, even though it might (laughs) not be what you want to wear every day. Um, Yeah, but... I think it's been really interesting seeing especially, like, non-binary representation over, Mm. like, especially the last year. So many people have come out as non-binary, and I'm like, oh, we're living. We stand every non-binary person.
2: Yeah. Our Um, crops have been watered. We've been (laughs) blessed. We are being
0: fed. Yeah. (laughs) But I I think it's super cool as well of seeing, like, so many people saying, like, I'm non-binary, and then all of our experiences are like completely different of like I know a lot of people that present more femininely or more masculinely or go like entirely androgynous and I'm just like no thank you and I I think that's super cool of being like you know it's so baggy
2: and I really like it non-binary so baggy yeah in terms of like the gender presentation thing I definitely feel like that's been kind of interesting for me as like when I first came out I was really like masculine presenting because I wanted to like move away from femininity entirely I was like I don't want anyone to even think of calling me she get out of here um so I I swung really hard to the masculine side um but nowadays I just want to feel pretty and a lot of the pretty (laughs) things that I find are more feminine so I find myself like looking more feminine a lot of the time and I think I often like I don't want to say like I pass as cis, but like, yeah, (laughs) I'm not. I don't have like a lot of the indicators that I'm like outwardly non-binary. So that's been kind of interesting to navigate in terms of still feeling non-binary and still like knowing that I am, but also like having to be like, yeah, I'm gonna get misgendered a lot due to how I like the clothes that I like and like having my hair long and all of that. And makeup.
1: Stop stealing all my lines because that's exactly (laughs) what I've done as well. Like, Are we just the same person? I think we <laughs> <like, yeah.
2: laughs> Just split um, our brain into, like, two people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's oh my <laughs> separated Gosh. birth.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I also swung hard masculine when I first came out and first, like, started coming to my identity. But then, then I also, like, I just, at first I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want anything to do with womanhood or femininity. Just get it away from me. Gross. Um, But then once I became more comfortable and once I was like in uh, like examining the internalized shit that I had to deal with, um, I was like, oh, hey, actually, I like wearing feminine stuff. I like presenting feminine because it makes me feel good. Mm. Um, So I'm just going to do that.
0: We love that. I feel like I'm, I'm very different from y'all, I think I've just been very masculine my entire life, which is like, chill. It's like, I don't think I would, where I am now, I think as like, femininity is more like, I'd put on a, like a, a sparkly watch with lots of jewels, but I wouldn't go, I wouldn't dress femininely, because that makes me, it's always made me a bit uncomfortable. Mm. But who knows? I might like, might change in future. But I'd say like <laughs> masculinity feels comfy for me. Um, yeah. Nice. Oh, oh my god! The I'm range of experience. <laughs> the range
1: of experience here. Stunning. The range of, on one end is yeah. Emlyn and I being the exact same person, and on the other end of <laughs> <Yeah. there's> you
0: <laughs> and me being just like a different person from you. <laughs> 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 it's like that's all it takes. Um, I guess like this could lead into a conversation about gender expression of like. How do you feel most comfortable when you're expressing your gender? That can be like through the language you use for yourself, or the way you dress, or like your your haircut. Because I know you just got a haircut, Emlyn, and not just because (laughs) I noticed it, but because you told me, and I was listening, because I care.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you, Compass. So 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 appreciative. (laughs) (laughs) I do the bare minimum, and people love it. Um, I mean, I can go first, uh, in terms of that, like, with my gender expression, um, I don't know if it sounds self-centered, but, like, the the most, like, gender euphoria I get is when other people, like, acknowledge my gender. Like, it's, uh, like, being called to correct pronouns, or, like, my partner making sure to, you know, use gender-neutral terms to refer to me is, like, it just, it just makes me so happy inside. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh and that's like probably the bare minimum, but like uh, I don't know. It, it makes me happy. Um well and and like in terms of like the gender expression stuff that, that makes me feel most me, like again, I just kinda wanna be I I don't wanna feel like masculine or feminine, I just wanna be pretty. <laughs> like, you know? I want You're so
0: shallow. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I don't know and I don't know if that's like some internalized stuff of like linking like beauty to worth or something in my head which I'm kind of trying to pass through right now. Um I'm trying to like figure out if that is like something I should be reexamining and like looking into. But for right now, like what makes me happy is like wearing crop tops and having good eyeliner and and all of that. Um Actually, so. I've been I've been netting myself some crop top jumpers.
0: Oh, nice. but I I think we're going for slightly different aesthetics. I'm going for, like, 80s twink. And I feel like that's not quite the vibe you're going for. But I mean, either I... way, crop tops.
2: Crop tops. Love it. Crop tops are just the ultimate clothing. I I love them so much. Yeah, if you're not non-binary, you're not allowed to wear crop tops. And that's the law. <laughs> crop tops are genuine neutral now. Not, not allowed. No one else is allowed to touch. On. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now in terms of... That stuff. Yeah.
0: What about, How about you guys? You? How about you,
1: Neo? Where you? Um, where, you? where am I at? Um, where you? Woo woo. Um, I feel I'm kind of um, still figuring out. Like for a few years I had, I was cemented. I was like, I only want gender neutral language used for me. But now I'm like sort of questioning whether I want maybe some binary terms used for me um, at some time by specific people. It's all very confusing. But mostly I'm comfortable with gender-neutral language. Um, I'm currently questioning he, him pronouns as well. Um, We love to see it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, He, him, lesbian representation.
0: Woohoo. Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I am most comfortable with short hair like right now I have a shaved head. Um It looks boppin. not no what like
2: a good a good word for that. But it
1: looks rad. Thank you very An much. Egg. Egg, exactly. <laughs> egg. Yeah, thanks <laughs> Compass. <laughs> <No> <laughs> I can <catch> on you. <laughs> um I present um femininely uh, in my clothing um which I'm fine with. I like it. But at the same time, like, some days I'm like, I don't want to be seen as feminine, so I'll just chuck on a t-shirt and some pants and be like, what up? (laughs) Um, like, I, I guess, um, can I be a little bit, bring in some religion stuff for a second? Yeah. Go for it. Um, and No, you absolutely may not. Not <laughs> No, go, go, go um, ahead. Take it I away. I am converting to Judaism. And I think Woo-hoo. in Jewish spaces, I want to be like, referred to with masculine Jewish words and if not neutral. And like I want to wear a kippah, which isn't necessarily gendered, but I guess depending on the denomination it is. And, like, I sort of want to be seen differently in different spaces and by different people, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, I've given my grandmother free reign to call me by my dead name and use she-her pronouns for me because, I don't know, it just feels okay for her to do that. But, like, if anyone else did that, like, I'd punch them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess it's interesting seeing how, like, different spaces make you feel comfortable in different ways. Which Mm. I I think we're gonna talk a little bit about later. So maybe we'll like we'll park that and we'll connect to it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Um I was gonna make a really good point and I was like, wow, that's so good. Wow. A stunning. Can't believe you thought of that comfort (laughs) and I've forgotten it. Um Oh, I just my brain do this to me. Yeah, I guess it's um intr I liked what you said the cared about um in different spaces wanting to be seen differently cuz i do feel like i want to i feel like i i always want balance of i always want to be like i it's not that i that like want to be androgynous all the time but i like create androgyny out of being masculine and feminine at the same time mm. um and i guess like, through different aesthetics of, like, I-, I love witch aesthetic at the moment, I'm oh, not yeah. very much into it, but, like, <laughs> it's that thing of, like, I would love to wear, like, you know, one of those, like, gorgeous white linen fairy tale dresses, but if I had that, I would have to have, like, a full wizard beard, because, like, I need, yeah, I've, like, I need that that balance. I think you could rock that, Compass. Yeah, i of. Honestly, I've seen it in my mind eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I think about. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's finding that constant balance for me of being trying to be equally masculine and feminine at the same time. And I think because of where I am right now, I always dress masculinely because I f- I feel like I'm perceived very femininely, which I don't like. Mm. Um, so I like try and balance that out. Um, why do <laughs> Can people please stop gendering people's bodies, and then mm. everything would be so much nicer. I know. Um, yes. Yeah, but I guess for my expression, it's that. and I think as well having those different um, aesthetics. I think especially like queer aesthetics are so lovely as like a vessel of like generous expression of mm. like, especially like there's that trans mask um, like aesthetic of like wearing weird button-up shirts which I have fully embraced that is that that is who I am um of using those different aesthetics that we as queer people use to sort of like unify us and using that as a form of expression and I feel like as well like um I don't identify with manhood at all, but I definitely like love the flamboyant, the flamboyantness of like um, (laughs) cis gay man culture, which I feel like I, I. i feel like i carry like a lot of flamboyancy with me um yeah you, you are yeah. possibly
2: one of the most flamboyant people i've ever met i mean that is an absolute compliment yeah. thank so I you
0: do. i'm so sad this is a podcast because you can't see what i'm doing right now it's just like this is striking some
2: poses i, yeah. I can <laughs> trust me audience it's happening
0: <laughs> yeah but um yeah so i guess it's I I would say like the, the aesthetics I use to like express my gender change, but my gender expression is always based in balance and that sort mm. of balance. Um Yeah, I feel like that was a very very long rambly rant. Um but it it did it did a lot for me. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Was in terms of like the the fighting in like that queer niche, I also feel I feel a lot more comfortable being like visibly masculine and androgynous in queer spaces and I'm like I'm also kind of like looking into that right now in terms of whether that's a thing about like the beauty standards being different in in different spaces or Mm. if that's just like I want to be butch sometimes but like only if queer people can see me (laughs) like (laughs) true true you know it's
0: so it's like that thing if you can never truly take yourself out of the society that you live Mm. in which makes everything so hard we truly do live in a society. <laughs> uh, we live in a society. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so interesting. And I guess it's, I feel like it's, like, cis people never have to put in that work of thinking about, like, mm. oh, do, why do I present this way in this place? Or I guess, like, sometimes they do, but it's definitely, I feel like a very, a very rainbow thing to do, to have to, like, dig through all of your identity and be like, is this actually me? Or is this, like... Something like this is I just
2: coded. what I got from osmosis through the like yeah. five hundred other queer people I know? <laughs> like... True, 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 true. Yeah, and I guess as
0: well, it's important to acknowledge that there is a, a safety thing involved with, um, mm. like presenting yourself differently, um, in different spaces, um, yeah. yeah. Which I just wanted to acknowledge real quick. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we should we could move on to the thing that we parked a little bit earlier about how your non-binary identity interacts with the spaces around you because emlyn you want to talk a little bit about being non-binary and working and all of
2: that yeah i can start again i, I seem to be starting all of
0: them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it's just because i'm like emlyn's gonna give us a really good like foundation to uh, build upon because
2: <laughs> i can't <laughs> no it's all good um yeah like i've been finding because I'm I'm currently job searching right now, and uh, it's always in the back of my mind in terms of how my gender is gonna like affect that kind of stuff. Because I'm I'm looking for most of like customer service roles, like stuff that I'm gonna have to be interacting with people all the time. Um, and like I'm very aware, and I'm fine with be- like people that I'll only meet once calling me she or appearing like. I'm not gonna like want to out myself to like every single customer I meet one because like that's not safe and two That's just so much hassle and it like doesn't it's not relevant to like the conversation at all Um, but I feel like a lot of people aren't aware that I'm gonna be chill with it, you know, like uh, In my previous job, um, they were all really lovely about my gender stuff uh, all of my um, previous uh, workmates and colleagues uh, but at one point, one of them did say that they were cons- they were a bit iffy about hiring me because they thought that because due to my gender, I might be like difficult to work with. Like they didn't oh. want it to turn into like the queer show all the time. Um, and having like they weren't sure how I'd, how I'd interact with customers. So like yeah. that's... I've, I
0: feel like that is so represented in like especially the stuff that came out in the Counting Ourselves study with mm-hmm. like trans people making half the median income of um, cis people. And, like, having yeah. having really high unemployment rates, and I guess as well. I think non-binary people especially are labelled as, like, difficult because we're like, please give us basic respect.
2: Yeah. Like, it's... I am fully aware that like I'm I'm trying to make things as, as easy as possible so I can actually make money and, and get hired, um, and I'm privileged to be in a space where I feel okay with being misgendered all the time, um, and that I feel comfortable enough in myself that I can deal with customers. But like there are probably a lot of people out there who aren't in that space yet, and you know allowances should be there in order to like support them and and make sure that they can actually like survive in this capitalist hellscape that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that just isn't there yet. So, that's that's something I'm conscious of right now that I wanted to kind of like <laughs> bring to light in terms of like non-binary awareness day of like uh, automatically assuming that non-binary people are going to be like difficult about their gender is. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like that's something that I kind of want to tag onto as well of like that that thing of correcting people on your pronouns isn't like inherently rude. Mm, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people are just like, "Oh my gosh, why do you keep on like calling me out? And I'm like, I wouldn't have to call you out if you just like put a little bit of work into it. Um, yeah, and I guess it's I guess I come from a very different place from you in that that regard of it does affect me a lot when I get misgendered. like mm. it doesn't matter if it's a one-off thing of like it does affect me a lot, which is again, like comes with the the variation that we have under like this this baggy sweater of non-binariness of lots of different people will be, have different levels of comfort with different levels of things. Um, and it's, I think, especially because I'm studying right now and I have been very, very mm. open about my pronouns, but they're still quite crap at it. Mm, um, right, yeah. And it's it's definitely that thing of I'm fine with being difficult because, like, I demand to be respected. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it, It is that really hard thing of when you make other people's lives difficult, even if you're completely justified because you deserve respect and you deserve to be gendered correctly. It is that like constant, um, you know, having to weigh up priorities, which is really, I think, it's a really crappy thing that um, trans and gender diverse people have to do.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely like a sort a bit of a source of anxiety in terms of that, like. For me, I I don't mind if it's, like, customers doing it because, like, I do present pretty feminine and, you know, I'm probably not going to see them again. Like, for me, that was fine because I could just be like, oh, I'm I'm not going to see that person again. You know, it's just, like, a one-off. Like, the real, like, I don't feel comfortable being misgendered when it's, like, around friends or people I'm seeing, like, on a regular basis. So there is that, like, level of, like, um, I do want my pronouns to be respected, but you know, I have. I'm having to make concessions so I can actually like live and buy things. You know,
0: why do you think that is? That you you feel more
2: comfortable when it's
0: um, like people that are close to you, versus people who like you're gonna see once. Like, do you have any theories about?
2: I think that is? I think it's because like I can kind of brush off people who I'm not gonna see again as like uh I don't wanna take the time to, to educate them about it and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be even more difficult for me. Whereas if it's someone I'm seeing on a regular basis, like that's kind of like a guaranteed misgendering um in mm. the future if I don't like call it out and address it.
0: Ooh, that's a that's a good point actually, that guaranteed misgendering.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. If, it's, if it's just a one-off situation with a random person, like, that's one instance of being misgendered, I can brush it off. But if it's someone I'm going to see on a daily basis, or, like, even, like, just a weekly basis, that stuff's going to build up and that's going to be, like, a lot of <laughs> that <laughs> to deal with in the future, so. Yeah. And how about
0: you, Cad? What, what are your thoughts and feelings? Um, I was thinking that this sort
1: of comes back to the different spaces thing again, mm. and, like, different situations. Um, I'm somewhere in between the two of you where, well, I guess, sort of, where misgendering bothers me, I guess it bothers me differently on different days. Like, if I'm having a crappy day and someone misgenders me, I'm gonna, like, feel it way more. But if I'm having, like, a great day and I'm on the top of the world and everything's going amazing, like, one misgendering isn't gonna have much of an impact. Mm. Or, like, Mm. as much as it would. Um. For sure. I was, I have a specific example. I was, I saw my nurse the other day on my mental health team and she misgendered me and I've known her for like
0: two years and I was like too Mm.
1: shocked to say anything because I just thought she knew better than that. Mm.
0: I guess it's like that, sometimes that shock of getting caught off guard of being like, excuse me? Yeah, like, what? What
1: Did you Uh just say that? Did I just hear that?
2: Yeah like the expectation of being in a safe space and then that having to be taken away. Like when, when I'm, when I'm going into a space that I know I'm not going to be out in, I'm fine because I can be guarded about it. I can be like, okay, I'm not going to let it hurt me right now. But if I'm going into a space where I'm expecting to be respected and you know, I'm, expecting people to call me they them it does come as a bit more of a shock when <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it doesn't
1: happen it's like if you're going if you know you're going into a battle and you have time to like put your armor and shield on mm. but then if if it's like a surprise ambush and like the first arrow hits you and you're like whoa I didn't expect that
0: yeah yeah, yeah true yeah, and I guess it's always it's always so shocking to me when I hear rainbow people like gendering people that they don't know. I know. Like even, it's like oh my gosh, the amount of like I cannot express to you how uncomfortable it makes me when I'm with, like, a rainbow person and they'll talk about someone, like, a stranger on the street and use gendered language for them, and I'm like, excuse me? Like, I don't know them either, but who do you think you are? Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> um, when yeah. when you're in a
1: rainbow space and you've said your pronouns and, like, everyone's said their pronouns and then someone still misgenders you and you're like, well, mm. I can tell you're sis.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel, feel like that's... Um, become less and less of a problem over time with like education but it's still like a it still hangs over you a little bit it's fairly
2: shocking when it happens as well yeah Mm. there's also like that second hand embarrassment when you see it happening to other people Mm. like um i remember back when i was at uni uh i was friends with a cis gay dude and we both went to our like qs like they're like the queer club at uni um, and like, he was just constantly misgendering this other person. Mm-hmm. And like, every time I was like trying to call him out, but I, c- I could just like feel that like cringe of like, oh dude, like, I know you're a good person because I know you're kind of my friend. Um, and I know you don't mean it like that, but also, oh my gosh, stop talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's very, um. It's so I, I feel like it's sometimes it can be really tricky calling people out as well, especially if you're not sure if the other person is okay with it. Mm. So if I, I recommend if you're ever in that situation, just ask the person, just be like, Do you want me to call them out next time? Mm. And then, what's, yeah, what's that's you, a, that's the tips I would give. What's your
1: what's your um go to way of saying, Hey, I use different pronouns
0: than that or like, Hey, you just misgendered me? Um so what I tend to do is if I, if they're like in the know about pronouns, like if I know that they know that they, them pronouns exist, which is, it's a strange thing to have to say, but some people are just like, they, them pronouns, what is, what is that? Yeah. Um. If they're in the know, I would just like repeat the sentence they said, but with the correct pronouns. Mm. And then I'll just, mm. I'll, I'll be like, if they say like, oh, he's going shopping, I'll go, oh, they're going shopping. And then I'll like do a little gesture so that I can repeat it back. And <laughs> Um, like I'll continuously do that. And then if it happens like more than two or three times, I'll just be like, you know, they use they, them pronouns, right. Or Mm -hmm. they use what, whichever pronouns. Um, and that tends to work quite well, especially if it's about me. Like if somebody's talking to me or like about me, I will do that and like correct them that way. Um, and I think for when correcting other people, um, If it's someone I know that they're not going to interact with again, I'll like correct them. But if it's someone that they're going to interact with again, I ask them first just because of like it's important that they're safe first and foremost. Yeah. And I would just like say, oh, they use they, them pronouns. And then most of the time they'll get onto it. And for people that don't know about they, them pronouns or gender neutral pronouns, I tend to like. Give them the the example of like if somebody left their umbrella behind and you didn't know who it was, you'd say, "Oh, somebody's left their umbrella behind," and like give them examples in everyday life that they will have used. And then, like, I would can do the same thing with the sentences is if they gender in a sentence. I'd say the sentence again, but with gender neutral pronouns right. mm. or a gender neutral language. That's kind of my go to at the moment. Um yes. Yeah. How about you? Do any of you have
2: other, like, techniques for... My instinctual reaction is just to very self-assuredly go, not a girl, uh, and then go into, like, I use they, them pronouns. Um, It happens a lot, because I go to, like, board game nights with a friend of mine, um, with, like, a rotating cast of people. So often, like, the first (laughs) encounter, they'll, like, accidentally, like, misgender me. I'll be like, not a girl, I use they, them. And then they're like, oh, sorry. Um, But it was actually really nice the other night, um... Uh, I was. It was a board game night with a new person, and like they called me. She and before I could say anything, the host, who's a good friend of mine, was like, "Oh, Imran, you uses they then pronouns," and was like Aww. immediately onto it. Yay. So I was like, like Aw, nice." Oh, the the not a girl or not a boy like works so well. Yeah, um. it, it, you just have to be like utterly confident with it and give like no room for them to be like, mm. "What?" You just like not a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Deal not- with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm gonna co-opt Compass's way of doing it now because I'm just yeah. like, oh, I use they/them pronouns, and they're like sometimes I like what or like, oh, and I'm like, Yeah. Eh. just fucking deal with it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll I'm be pretty fine. sure I've sworn earlier in this, so it's like, you're all good. I, I, yeah, I
0: I think it is that that um, it can be quite hard n- not knowing where people are at with. Um, pronouns because I think sometimes people really need to practice and need to like have an entire conversation and like go and have a sit down where you talk about somebody and like you constantly call them out and like try (laughs) and train them with air quotes train them (laughs) that way and other people like pick up on it faster and it was actually really interesting because I was listening to a podcast about it of um that for older generations like even though they like they then pronouns has existed since like thirteen seventy five. Um, they still have a really tough time because it's like it's not like learning a new language, but it's like unlocking a new grammatical tool for them. Mm. Um which is like it can be really hard to like change that. Um but it's not as if they're learning like an entirely new thing. And for some people it's harder and people aren't really sure why it's harder for some people than others. Um but I think it's really hard in that situation to just use the the like the parroting back, um, like with gender neutral language, and sometimes they might need like resources or need more help. And I think as well for a lot of people, for a lot of people that I've had conversations with, it's that thing of they don't understand why it's important. Like they don't understand why their effort into changing their language, like is easier than this person to get misgendered, um, mm-hmm. which is that thing of they're like, oh, but it's harder for me to learn a new, like, language tool than it is for you to get misgendered. And it's about, I think, then explaining the impact that that can have. And I think as well, focusing on the positive impacts of using gender neutral language is, I've found it's more effective than saying, like, if you use, like, gendered language for this person, it's going to really upset them. I think that doesn't work as well. And instead saying, like, when you use gender-neutral language, it makes me feel really, really respected. And also it's, like, you actually see who this person is and you respect that. And it can be, like, really lovely and exciting and, like, giving them constant... I think for the first little while, giving them, like, validation of being, like... Mm. When people are first learning to use gender-neutral language and they use it, um, a lot of the time I'll be like, hey, you can say them pronouns, and I'll give them a pat on the back for doing it for the first little while,
2: Um, like that positive reinforcement thing. which I definitely be... need to adopt the positive reinforcement thing for myself. Mm. My go to is if someone is like consistently misgendering me, um, but they seem like like they seem to be catching themselves and, and seem to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry about it. I'll make a joke out of it, I'll be like, Do I need to get like the cat spray bottle? Like do I need to, I need to keep reminding you like that? And usually that like kinda of puts them at ease a bit more and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Like
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, it's really like important to acknowledge that as well. Of like being able to catch yourself when you're gendering someone is like the first step to being able to change it. Yeah, like mm. recognizing a habit is the first step to being able to change a habit. Yeah,
2: yeah. If I'm if I'm meeting someone who I like uh, for the first time and they I come out and they're like, oh, I don't know what that is, then I'll make sure to make a point of like, oh, yeah, like no worries. Um, I use other pronouns. Uh, if you misgender me, it's okay. You all you should do is just say, just repeat the correct pronoun, and then say I'm sorry and move on, um, or mm. you know just like repeat the sentence uh, with that. And if they're like, oh, but shouldn't I like apologize more? Because I think a lot of people feel like a lot of like weirdly like guilty about mm. misgendering people, and then like make this whole big production out of it, which like it's isn't so helpful <laughs> oh at all. Uh, I, I'll be like, yeah, you just don't want to draw attention to it, so uh, just continue yeah. on as though it didn't happen. Just say, oh, sorry, correct that's yourself. Been, and move that's been that's been
0: happening to me a lot at the moment. Of people will misgender me, and then they'll have like a ten minute spiel, mm. and like the snarky part of me wants to be like, you know, in that ten minutes that you were making up excuses, you could have been practicing. And but like I've, I've never said to a person to a person, but like it's in my mind, and I'm just like. Oh, the temptation is real. Yeah, the
1: temptation is there. <laughs> I think yeah. The biggest problem about the whole 10-minute spiel thing is that they start it sort of centers it the whole narrative on themselves.
0: Mm. And mm. it
1: sort of makes it so that you have to forgive them now.
0: Yeah, true, true. Whereas yeah. it should
1: be Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I think is quite hard when for people especially when they're putting in the effort it feels like it feels like it's centered on them yeah and it's just like re-centering but also some non-binary people don't use gender neutral language don't use true. they them pronouns they Mm-mm. could use neo neo pronouns um
2: <laughs> hey <laughs>
0: they, yeah which i i not realize that oh, yeah nice. <laughs> neo pronouns i also have a hard time with neo pronouns so basically neo pronouns are like new pronouns that didn't exist in the english language before like a Couple years ago, maybe, um, which I have a hard time with. But I've been listening to like a couple podcasts with people that use neo pronouns in them, which has been super useful. And just like practicing has been uh, super useful. But also, um, Cad, you were saying that um, you've been like experimenting with he him pronouns. Do you want to talk a little bit? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure thing. So um,
1: I think. I know, my logically, I know that pronouns aren't gendered, but then there's that, like, that internalised part of you that's always, like, associates, well, I don't know about you, you do, but for me, like, associates gender with pronouns, which is really unfortunate mm. and mm. I'm trying to work through that. So, um, when I, when, you know, there's, recently there's been, like, discourse on he-him lesbians, and mm. which is, which sucks because, you know, discourse is always annoying. And um, when I started identifying as a non-binary lesbian, I was like, oh, hey, I can use he and pronouns no, now and it's not in a way that's like connecting me to masculinity.
0: Mm. Mm. It oh, was... I, I like that.
1: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it was sort of <laughs> like that it was for me it was disconnecting he him pronouns from masculinity and like manhood and now I think I'm getting better at separating pronouns from gender like of course I'm I'm as proficient as any trans person is at calling anyone the right pronouns but just in my head for me internally it was like he him pronouns that's for men Mm. Mm. if I was talking about
0: myself Yeah, it's super weird because I said it in the last episode and I've said it, like, probably uh, before, but, like, pronouns are, like, a tool of gender expression rather than a gender identity. Yeah, And it is that, that strange thing of, like, language inherently doesn't mean anything, but we put social meaning onto it. Yeah. Which is, like, it's so interesting. And I feel like trying to remove pronouns from gender is super hard because yeah. we're like we're socialized into associating gender with pronouns which is really cool that you're like actually like working through that and like separating them and then like reclaiming that which I'm like that's so sick we should all do that <laughs> thank you it's Let's very all do hard. That. yeah <laughs> yeah I would say actually like that sorry that kind of like a trigger thought in my brain of like um, I guess the m- the longer or, like, the more in-depth I've gone into my own gender identity, the less I see binary genders on other people. Mm. Of, like, I don't see... When I see people walking around, I'm- I don't think, like, oh, that's a man or that's a woman or I don't, like, think about that. I just tend to see... I don't really see gender on people anymore, if that makes sense. I see gender expression, but I don't see gender. I don't assume it anymore. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is... Do you all have similar experiences with that? Or? I wish I
2: was at that stage. That sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I definitely don't think I'm at that stage where I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't like separate. I still automatically gender people in my head, and I feel bad about it. But like, uh, I'm working through it right now. That's you know something mm. I'm trying to <laughs> stop doing myself. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much more to say about that. But like, I used to use neopronouns um, back in the day when I first came out as non-binary. I used air, airs, im. But now I, it felt like too much of a struggle trying to, like, just getting people to use they/them was was hard at that point. Um, mm. Getting them to use like this whole other thing as well felt kind of insurmountable. So that kind of like dropped out of my brain a little bit. Um, but I would, I kind of wish I'd stuck at it because I think neopronouns are pretty cool. And, uh, it's nice having something that feels tailor made for yourself. Mm. Like they, them is it's, it's fine. It's great. It works for me. And it, you know, it gives me euphoria, but it also like, it's like putting on a coat that's slightly too big. Uh, it fits, Mm. but it doesn't fit as tightly as it could. Mm. Um, I love that. I,
0: yeah, actually, that's. Sorry, I I feel like I've been talking a lot, but I'm gonna carry on
2: talking as <laughs> no, I want to. So. You're the yeah, host. Covers. I am the host. The I host have my own jingle and
0: everything. <laughs> so like, everybody, step off. Um, yeah, but like that thing of even when we were just talking about, like, gendered pronouns, of gendered pronouns inherently have more social meaning attached mm. to them, of, like, you say she, her pronouns, or you say he, him pronouns, and you can kind of, like, build a narrative in your head about what kind of person those are attached to. Whereas with they, them pronouns, they don't hold that same, like, social information with it, which is something I think it's... I think it's super interesting um, in, like different ways and ways that non-binary people use them or like um, people who use gender neutral language use them because I feel like with me and the people around me we've created our own people have created their own way of talking to me and about me of like everybody calls me pal just because I've called myself a pal for so long (laughs) and like I I don't think other people would call Non-binary people like pal to their faces because I think it's it is, it's not the same thing as calling somebody like um, bro or girl. It's pal is a little more like it feels tailor made for me. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's even though I know other non-binary people will use pal, it feels a little more special to me. And when people find different gender neutral terms just so that they can refer to me or people other non-binary people it feels special because we're creating our own social meaning to it even though it doesn't inherently hold that social meaning
2: yeah yeah Um, for sure
0: yeah which i think is quite hard especially for cis people or for for people that don't interact with um non-binary people a lot or people that use gender neutral language a lot because it can be that Um, like using gender neutral language but not assigning social meaning to it um, Mm. in the same way that people that hang out with a lot of um, non-binary people would which I think is I think over time that will change and I think over time we will assign social meaning to things because I think we're already doing that a little bit now yeah Um, anyway those are my
2: thoughts (laughs) to kind of bounce off of that I feel like we like, we are kind of slowly assigning, like, social meaning to those in pronouns, but I'm not, sh- like, because there's kind of that, like, non-binary I- ideal of, like, the white, slim, androgynous person with, like, colored hair that is, like, the, the ideal non-binary in a lot Why of Why'd you call eyes. me out that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> like Like, it seems like some people view it as, like, a, like, uh, the third gender, you know, mm. uh, as like this, this whole like putting non-binary people in like this box of of uh, this is like it's kind of on- almost still like making it binary, but like trinary, I guess. Yeah, like <laughs> Ooh. yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like we need to you know bring awareness to non-binary people who don't fit into that box and make sure that non-binary doesn't become like that third point in the the gender triangle or whatever it you know it should be free mm. flowing um and it should be open to all interpretations and not just you know the one ideal and i feel like uh while we are getting a lot of really great non-binary representation in media nowadays it is kind of falling into that that one mm. niche of non-binary so true that's yeah. my two cents on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I there's definitely been that that visual that's been going around Insta, and that I've I've used it to explain um, non-binary genders as well um, of like gender as a color wheel rather than a binary. Mm. And I, I feel like that's helping people like open their brains up to the fact that like non-binary people aren't like homogenous, um, and like. There is more variety within non-binary genders than there are within the binary genders, um, just because there is an entire spectrum for us to like play around with, and like mm-hmm. some of us may be still be very connected to like manhood or womanhood, or like like between the two, or like some of us, like myself, are like completely disconnected from them and like float around in like completely different spaces, and I think that that visual helps. Um, people understand the complexity and the broadness of non-binary genders, but I totally agree with what you're saying of it definitely feels like we get pigeonholed a lot. Um, So hopefully instead of getting pigeonholed, we'll be able to maintain fluidity. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've been going for how long have we been going for 50 56 six minutes, minutes. Oh 26 my gosh. seconds oh, <laughs> oh my gosh look at us go I get I reckon <laughs> this is a good time to like wrap it up do any of you have any last like comments or any last thoughts or anything like that
1: um I want to say I think it's really important to recognize that um, there's not just non-binary genders but there's also cultural identities and genders mm. and I think. Often, um, people don't call them like the people who um, identify as those don't call them non-binary genders or identities because that's a very Western sort of ideal. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and like I, I've been as talking about neo pronouns, but I don't know if it's entirely a neo pronoun. Um, talking about uh, thinking about using ear pronouns. Yeah. Tereo, Do you wanna explain
0: ear pronouns to us quickly?
1: Sure. Um in Tadeo there's uh no gendered pronouns. They use ear, IA, um, as a neutral pronoun and you just sort of um infer gender by um
0: context. Mm. So yeah, our... i I don't think that would count as a an ear pronoun. No, I don't think it would. In a, word, a yeah. different language. Yeah. But like yeah. Yeah, I love that and I think as well it's totally agree with what you're saying of these are definitely very Western ideas of gender and we have to not put different cultural genders in with Western ideas of gender and we have to acknowledge them in their own spaces.
2: Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, for me, uh it's taken me a while to get to this point, but I really love being non binary. It is really fun and you know, I like my gender. I just want to, you know, put that energy out into the world of like, I really enjoy being non-binary and while it may not be like the, the ideal non-binary person, or I may not, you know, be like, you know, fitting into a lot of the stereotypes or I don't know. Um, I do really enjoy my gender and I'm glad that I'm at that point. Yes. <laughs> we love to see it. Hell yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you both so much for like coming and talking to me. And I, I, I don't know I always get really excited when I'm talking to, to people that kind of we have similar experiences or we have the same like identity label but we differ so much and it's so exciting yeah, to be able yeah. to like dig through uh like our differences and our similarities and being able to like broaden my own horizons and I really like that um yeah thank you so much uh um, you been listening,
2: having a chat oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh, you've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Kirk